back to the hey. Hope Ignited table. Welcome back, everyone. It's going to be a great day here. You know, we, um, we've got a little bit going on in the world of NBCF. It's been a very, very busy season. But when you talk about busy individuals, nobody's busier than our guest today here on the Hope Ignited podcast. That's what we hear. It's been a long time coming. We've been trying to get her here for quite some time. But I'll tell you, when I read her intro here, and forgive me for reading, but you're, you're worthy of this intro, this female, this woman, this powerhouse babe has been featured on the Today Show. She's been in the New York Times. She's been on the Steve Harvey Show, ABC World News Tonight, Glamour Magazine, and now the Hope Ignited Table. You saved the best for last. You guys give it up for Paige Chenault Lohofer. Did I do it right? right. Thank you. Welcome. Thank you. I did save the best for last. I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having me. It's been a long time coming, but we're so excited that you're here. You know, you are no stranger to certainly the DFW area, um, the North Texas region, but what we hope to do today is to be able to spread a little bit of Paige with the world because you bring us so much joy and so much happiness. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Let's just, let's start with the founder of the Birthday Party Project. Tell us a little bit about that. Sure. So um, the Birthday Party Project, our mission is to celebrate the lives of children experiencing homelessness. And the way that we like to do that is by throwing a really big birthday bash um, to allow the kids that have birthdays that month to feel celebrated. But more importantly, people that are staying with them in homeless um, shelters and transitional living facilities, that they also get to experience the magic of a celebration as well. Um, So this journey for me actually started back in 2000. 2008. Yes, uh, pregnant with my daughter Lizzie, just had an event planning company, really love being a part of people's celebrations. There's something, like I said, magical that happens when you bring people together, right? Um, And so here I am, I have this incredible event planning business, and I love every ounce of what I am doing. I am incredibly pregnant. I mean, like out to here eight months. And I'm reading a magazine article about kids' birthday parties. And I'm getting super excited thinking about all the ways that I can celebrate Lizzie. You know, I've got, you know, vendors in my back pocket that will provide me like pink ponies and princesses and anything that we could ever want um, to celebrate her. And I remember just sitting there like dreaming about what could be for her. And I took that magazine and I set it down and I opened another magazine. I opened a Time magazine and it landed on an article about children in Haiti. And when it opened, when I opened this magazine, there was this image of a little boy and he was just staring right at me. I'm, I'm sure you've seen these images, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's this uh, black and white image of a little boy, you know, bloated belly, no shirt. In the background is chaos and destruction. And all I could think was, what about him? You know, here I am dreaming about all the ways I can celebrate Lizzie. And there are children out there that might not ever feel the power of a celebration. And so I just kept thinking, okay, what about him? What about him? What can I do to make sure that children in this environment, in these situations, can feel seen and known and celebrated? And so that's where the journey began back in 2008. Um, But I'm sure that, as you know, nothing goes according to plan or quickly, right? Right. Right. So a lot of bumps along the way. Um, and then we finally launched the Birthday Party Project in 2012 here in Dallas. All right. So what was the first birthday that you did? What was the first one that you did? And kind of what were your learnings from that? Sure. So I don't know if you're like me, but for such a long time, 
when you think about the word homelessness, there's there's a picture that comes to mind, right? Mm-hmm. So for me, it used to be, you know, people on the streets begging for money. Um, that was the image that used to come to mind. But once I started to understand what homelessness is and what it isn't, I recognized that there are some really incredible organizations trying to support families who are doing all they can to get themselves to a better place, right? So for us, um, one of the first stops we made was partnering with an organization called Family Gateway. Family Gateway works with families that are in crisis. These people could have been one paycheck away. They could be chronically homeless. But here's a place where families can come together, not just individuals, to receive care. So the very first uh, birthday party, Kevin, um, was simple. It wasn't pink princesses and ponies. And it was truly just a very simple celebration in a cafeteria. And we brought in our favorite family members and friends. And I said, okay, I have this idea. I don't know if it's going to go anywhere. Will you go on this journey with me? They said, yes. Um, So we showed up to celebrate 11 birthdays. And I know 11 birthdays, all from the ages of one, all the way up to 11. And I'm like, I don't know how to celebrate kids that are one and 11 at the same time. We're just going to figure it out. So as this party is unfolding of bracelet making and tattoos, putting temporary tattoos on, and we're throwing a football in the middle of a cafeteria, as this party is unfolding, I'm feeling joy rising. Mm. There's this moment that happens when all of our circumstances seem to just fade away, right? Like these barriers are broken, and we have the opportunity to just see one another for who we truly are, which is just individuals created by God, right? And so in that moment, I, I could feel this like energy and enthusiasm and magic unfolding. And when it came time to sing happy birthday to our 11 kids, we lined them all up at these tables and they had a placemat in front of them with their name handwritten in construction paper and a little cake right in front of them with a candle on it. And we said, okay, everybody sing happy birthday. You know, and we call everybody by name and we're screaming at the top of our lungs, happy birthday. And as we start giving out our gifts to our kids, I'm watching some of them carefully take their gift and hold it over here quietly beside them. I'm seeing others like frantically unwrapping the paper because they're so excited and others are going around with their friend and their maybe their mom, their parent, and unwrapping it together. And it was so interesting to see how each one of them handled that uniquely, right? And so at the end of our very first party, my favorite was um, we're cleaning up and um, this 11-year-old boy comes over to me. We had just celebrated his birthday, and he kind of tugs on me, and he says, "Uh, Miss Page, this is the first birthday party I have ever had. Thank you. And that's the moment that sealed it for me. That's the moment I knew that all of those three years of bumps and bruises and trying to figure it out, no matter what happened next, it was worth it. You're such, I'm so great. You, I love how you just paint a picture for mm-hmm. us. So what does a birthday party look like? I mean, you're talking about the cake, you're talking about the candle, but from start to finish, how do you make sure that you customize it to the best of your ability for the children that are there that day? Absolutely. Great question. Um, so what we learned along the way is that um, there is an opportunity to bring everyone together. And when we say that, we mean it. We mean from the, you know, the little babies and the moms and the dads and um, the other families that are staying in shelter up to the 18, 21-year-olds that think that 
they're kind of probably too cool to be at our parties. Mm -hmm. So every month we do a different themed birthday bash. Um, for example, the month of May um, at the Birthday Party Project is all about superheroes. Whether you are a teeny tiny superhero or you are a 20-year-old superhero that kind of doesn't want to put the mask and the cape on, but they do it anyway. Um, we make sure that we have games and activities for everyone to just connect, to um, provide a sense of normalcy, to give them a chance to experience childhood, really, right? You're taking these kids at different phases of their lives and family members, and you're putting them in this environment that they have no control over. They have no control over the storyline, right? Yeah, yeah. But what we do have the opportunity to do is say, you matter and you're important and let's just have some fun. So all of our parties begin with a tunnel. We have birthday enthusiasts. That's what we call our volunteers because we think volunteers are extraordinary. So they need yeah. their own name. So our birthday enthusiasts show up, we tunnel up and we let all of our kids run through this soccer tunnel. It doesn't matter the age, everyone comes through this soccer tunnel. And then the music is blaring, we have balloons everywhere, and then we disperse to our different tables and stations of activities. So, you know, for superheroes, we have incredible Hulk hands and we're knocking down walls. Yeah. And some kids are flying or they're making spider webs and they're trying to get out of them. Um, there's always something new and then, you know, in the middle of it, just dance parties erupt or girls are painting on each other's faces or we're doing nails in the corner. You really never yeah, know what's going to happen. It's a party. It sounds like a hope kit packing party, actually. Just makes me want to go. Yeah, you know, I, I want to talk about that for a second. So as you know, uh, many, many in the audience know, National Breast Cancer Foundation has a program called Hope Kits. And they're these wonderful boxes of items that are really meaningful for a cancer patient mm -hmm. that are assembled by our volunteer team and distributed around the country to people our who are just diagnosed. You meant. Our packing packing enthusiasts. We're going to steal that. And and so they are our hope enthusiasts. Oh, hope peddler. I don't know. There anyway, it is. but yeah. these people are uh, receiving this gift essentially at one of the worst seasons in their life. Mm -hmm. So it could be very similar mm -hmm. in that regard to mm -hmm. what you're doing. You're trying to give them some ray of hope, you know, to, to cling on to like a life raft, if you will. And um, I'm, I'm struck by when I, whenever I walk into one of those packing parties and those events, I think there's such a range of emotion happening with the volunteers. You could see people that are, they're quietly reflecting, mm -hmm. At one time, we had a gentleman that was there. He wasn't saying anything. People didn't really know who he was. He was assembling kits and stuff, and then he just had to leave the room, and then he was kind of like in a back room kind of crying, and it was he was uh, thinking about his wife. He had been there to volunteer, and that had, like, opened up all these feelings. So I, I'm curious about that. Uh, are there people that – these volunteers that you have, uh, they're – what are they calling in? Birthday enthusiasts. Birthday enthusiasts. Uh, do they come from experiences where they wish they'd had a birthday party and someone mm -hmm. to celebrate, and so they're sort of like trying to intervene in a young person's life? You know, well, I want to just pause for a second and talk about your hope kits and how mm. extraordinary that is. Uh, we do something similar called birthday in a bag. But what I love about what you all have created is you've created an opportunity for so many different types of people to give in the ways that they know how to give mm -hmm. that feels comfortable for them, right? So what I what I 
what I appreciate is that you have people that can give their time and then you have people that can give their money, right? Yeah. And and using Different ways of That's giving. right. That's right. And so whether or not they get to actually see the impact that, that kit makes, they know that their hands have been a part of something. Yeah. Um that that is hopeful, right? Mm -hmm. That it is a, a a pause for the person receiving it to be reminded that they matter and that there are people that care. So I just I want to say that I love that so much and I admire that you all are doing that. I think it's great. Well, I think that the nature of what you're doing and what we're doing, it's these tangible things totally. to help people in a moment when they need help. It's very similar. So I think, I think we've just discovered that we're all friends. Do we just become best friends? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> we have a lot of good work to do, a lot yeah. of good work ahead of us. But, you know, I, I would say that the same is true of our community, whether we have, you know, corporations that like to come out and volunteer together mm -hmm. for team building, whether yeah. we have family members that come together because they want to instill, you know, the importance of volunteerism in their kids. Um, we actually have this un unbelievable story of a little girl who um, we had the opportunity to celebrate her 15th birthday while she was sta staying at Family Gateway and her sister's 13th birthday while they were um, went from Family Ga Gateway into Interfaith Housing Coalition. So they had kind of bopped around to different places. Um, I had the opportunity to share one day about the birthday party project to a group of people and um, and afterwards, this stunning, remarkable woman shows up in my face, and I turn and I say, hi, I'm Paige. And she says, um, Paige, my name is Francesca, and you celebrated my 15th birthday mm. while I was staying at Family Gateway. And I turned to her, because I, I didn't know this at the time, that we had celebrated her. She didn't look familiar to me, yeah. but that's because we have the power of people behind us celebrating birthdays yeah, for us. Yeah. And I start to un understand her story, and her family was in and out of homelessness for years. She became the first ever intern at, uh, youngest ever intern at Frito-Lay. Uh, she graduated top of her class at Skyline High School and went on to become one of our scholarship recipients from the Birthday Party Project. Mm -hmm. And what I love so much for us is that we don't often get to see the mm -hmm. other side of our giving, right? Mm -hmm. Unless you're at a party, watching it unfold, you don't know, always know that the gift gets to the person and how they how they might feel after they receive this. You also don't know that if any of it is, if any of what we are doing lasts beyond that moment, right? Like where is the impact and where does mm -hmm. it go? But what I learned through Francesca's story is that because we showed up every single month to celebrate birthdays, whether it was hers or somebody else, we gave the gift of consistency. Mm -hmm. We gave the gift of celebration and providing a sense of normalcy and hope. And because we were doing that, her family saw that there was something more to their story, right? Yeah. And she was reminded that she was worthy of a celebration. And so she continued to pursue you know, her career and continued to on her path of growth. And now she comes back and volunteers with us every chance she oh. Gets. Oh, that you know one of the most profound forth. things I've ever heard you say when speaking um, because you've done you know TED talks no big deal um, but just in your media representation is that one of the greatest gifts that you give you, you tell a story about a gentleman who came up to you and said okay great so you you did the you did the party now what mm -hmm. so these kids they're still homeless they still don't have shoes they don't have mm -hmm. this 
And I remember you saying you really struggled with that, but through the power of prayer and just surrounding yourself with people that were wiser than you and that believed in what you were doing, you're like, one of the things that these children miss the most is the power of consistency. They want to feel loved. They want to feel thought of, right? But that story, look seen. at Francesca, mm-hmm. right? You know, I know you say this, but like, if you if you want to receive joy, you've got to give joy, right? That's right. That's right. And because she experienced that, she experienced your selflessness, she experienced your heart, she gave that. I just think it's so incredible that you're able to do that. And you you forever changed her life by that one. I'm going to remind my husband this. I need a very big party because it could forever change my yeah. life. I have like a yeah, birthday sure month. What do, you, what do you do for the kids that are before. like, I need a birthday month? Or the people like, like me that want to be celebrated <laughs> She's so much bigger than rich one day. with birthday party experiences. Yeah. So don't let her tell you. I got a lot of joy to give. I love it. A lot. I love it. A lot. I love it. I, love it. Um, I think that it is... Um, I think that it is our duty as people that experience joy. I think it is our calling and our duty to give it to others. I think there is no way that we can um, experience it and hold it all in. You talk about that in that if you want to receive joy, you need to be giving joy. That's right. It's a very much a catalytic it is catalytic. Uh, I would agree with that. I would agree with that. Can it you is elaborate catalytic. on that? Um, sure. Um, you know, I, I think what I have experienced in my life is um, the moments in which I need joy the most is probably when I'm like in. You know, I'm I'm like self-reflecting, or I'm I'm in my stuff, right? And what I have what I have found to be true is the moment that I can pause for a second and say, okay, what do I have to be thankful for, and what am I excited about? Those are the kind of for me, those are the kind of questions that bring me to this place of joy because there is a lot of it to be found. Um, and the more that I start talking about it, the more that I practice it, the more that I am reminded of the gifts that I have been given, I find that it's easier to acknowledge the gifts in others. So you know. Know, whether you're, wa- I'm, I'm a big. I talk to anybody. I don't, I don't know if you could, if that is surprising to anyone. Yeah. Um, my husband's always like, oh, it's going to take us 25 kind minutes to get through this place. <laughs> um, but for me, you know, I, I think if I have the opportunity to experience it, then I have the opportunity to give it. And what does that ripple effect look like? Mm-hmm. So it could be as simple as holding doors for people. And mm-hmm. I, I know that sounds so silly, but I, I do believe it makes a difference. Or finding out the name of the person in your, you know, who's your barista? Like, get to know the barista. I have a gal, her name is Sandra, um, and she's a TSA agent at South at Love Field. And let me tell you, I beeline for Sandra every chance that I am in Love Field, and we have this connection now. And what I love about it is my friends know Sandra wait, wait, now, I too. I got to back up. Sorry, I, I think I spaced out for a second. You have a specific TSA agent that I you're do. friends with? Yes, at absolutely. The airport, yes. And you get the hookup? You don't do you have to help? do pat downs and all that? <laughs> oh, what, how can I'm I get in on this? I'm taking you to the DMV. I'm taking you to every restaurant that's not Chick-fil-A. That's incredible, though. No, I mean, it, it, that's amazing. You connected on such a personal level. Well, here's what's so great about just asking people what their name is. you have an IRS is. agent, by the way? <laughs> right. That's specific actually auditor. send it to me. <laughs> okay. uh, all of us in the audit world. Yeah. Um, what I love about it is just by asking somebody what their name is, um, we have now not only established a connection, but now I hope that they feel known. Mm-hmm. Because inherently that's what we all want is to feel known, mm-hmm. right? And when you go back to this um, story that I have shared about you know people pressing me on, why are you not meeting basic needs? Mm-hmm. That is a basic need. 
we all have that inside of us that we do need to feel known, right? And, and have meaning and purpose. And so um, for me, this idea of joy and creating momentum um, through the experiencing joy just comes down to very small acts mm-hmm. of um, making sure that people feel known. And you can implore yeah. them to do it. It doesn't take this just gigantic event or money or time. I mean, that's what I love so much about what you do at the birthday party project is you're presenting them a tangible form of joy mm-hmm. that they can turn around and give others. It's just the gift and the feeling that keeps on giving. I think that's so special. Thank you. I wanted to go a little slight detour uh, if I can for a second, because I think this is fascinating. You know, what we do a lot on Hope Ignited tables, we, we talk to people who are very inspirational figures and people who have accomplished a lot of things. And um, and you obviously fit the bill really well with what you're doing. Uh, there are many, many uh, people out there who have a passion. They saw a picture in a magazine. It moved them. They encountered someone in real life, and it shook them to the core, and they had this idea of something they wanted to go accomplish to fix that problem, whatever it is. That's how pretty much every nonprofit originates. Uh, it's very difficult to break through, though. There are millions of nonprofits that come and go every year. Um, it's very easy to incorporate one, and then for, you know, to go out of business is just paperwork. Mm-hmm. Um, so that being said, you are, uh, you've, you're someone who has kind of taken it from where you were able to pass that, you had the vision and you were able to pass it on to the next generation of people that can carry that on even beyond you. Um, that has led to you having a lot of opportunities to speak and go on TV and things like that. So I'm really interested in um, your approach to like when you were doing like at one point I saw like the Steve Harvey show and you got to go on and tell this subject that can be a little bit sad, mm. you know, I mean, the underlying premise of what mm. you do is that you're trying to give hope to a kid who's had a really crappy you know, yeah. childhood, essentially. And so how do you do that? How do you go into a difficult or into a, to a very dynamic mm. TV show, let's say, and not bring the room down to inspire people? And what are some of the mindset that you have when you're trying to share your vision of your nonprofit with other people? That's a great question. Um, I think from the very beginning, the most important thing that I have tried to stay true to is to always um, treat this subject with as much dignity as possible. Because if you think about it, um, I can share stories, and I'm, I love sharing stories, but I want to share the stories from my perspective because mm-hmm. your story is yours to tell. And so as I experience stories or as I am told stories, I feel like, um, again, kind of back to this like this duty, right? I have, I have a duty to uh, bring dignity to the families that we are, we are talking about and we are sharing our, our lives with. I mean, we really are. Um, and so... The other side of this for me is is that I am an eternal optimist. Talk mm-hmm. about hope. Like, I'm, like, all up in it all the time. And we can talk about that whenever you're ready. Mm-hmm. But um, because I'm an eternal optimist, um, I do believe that there is power um, in each of these moments of celebrations. And so it's really hard to – it's really easy to speak from your heart um, when you believe so firmly in something. I will say that from the very beginning when we were starting out, you know, 
the first thing I did was I brought people around me that would allow me to fail because failing is part of the journey. And when I failed, it wasn't in this place of like, um, shame. It was like, what did we learn and how do we now Mm -hmm. move forward from that? Mm -hmm. And, and that was my personal board of directors. And then it grew into our birthday enthusiasts and the people around Mm -hmm. me that I just said like, Hey, I don't know what I'm doing. I need help. And I'm always willing to ask for the help. And as I have done that, I think that I have been able to hear stories from others. And these stories have continued to infuse like, like our our storytelling and our journeys into the Steve Harvey shows mm-hmm. or the Jeff Goldblum shows of the world or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and those have been really fun experiences. And when I am there and I am speaking to a room of people that don't know about what we're doing, the last thing I want to do is paint a, an unfair picture of a family's journey and so struggle. So like exploiting them in a sense, it would be right. easy to do that, right? Mm-hmm. It would be so easy to do yeah. that. But that's not mine to do. And that's not I, I, I care little about that. I actually mm-hmm. don't care how they got there. That doesn't mm-hmm. matter to me because they are here in this moment. And that means that mine to do is to celebrate them. So when I think about what's mine to do, my job is this. My job is to make sure that kids feel seen, known, and celebrated through the magic of a birthday celebration or a birthday in a bag, period, the end. How they got here is not my business. There's a real leveling of the whole playing field at this event, isn't it? Like the adults, the kids, everyone suddenly just becomes this individual who's Mm -hmm. there and present in the moment, right? Yeah, I, I like to talk about it in terms of like this... Um, yeah, all the socioeconomic barriers are broken at this point because we are all in this place together. Everyone looks different. Um, There is not an us versus them. I think in some volunteer um, spaces, it can feel very us versus Mm -hmm. them. One of the ways in which I talk about this is like me serving food, you know, behind a glass, um, uh, you know, behind the glass to somebody and they walk through the line and I say hello and then we're done. Like that, that, is great service and it's really important, but that's not what we do. Mm -hmm. We don't come in and say, we are throwing a birthday party for you. We say we're here to celebrate. Mm. That's that's so special. Well, I, we could literally talk to you all day and we're going to have to have you back several times. Let's just keep talking guys. We can cut at any point. Let's just keep talking. I mean, we've spent a lot of time on joy. I do want to talk about hope, right? I mean, you guys are founded on joy. We are founded on hope. You're such an inspirational person. What inspires you in the way of hope? What does hope mean to you? You know, it's so funny. Um, I've been talking to some friends and my husband about this word recently. And I said to my daughter this morning, I said, what does hope mean to you? And she was like, mom, it's the light and the darkness. And I said, mm. that's a very like good Sunday school answer. Yeah, You get the, you get the points for that. Yeah. And I said, but it's true. And I said, Stephen, what... Um, what is hope to you? Like, what does that mean to you? And he was like, it is, it is the thing in which I cannot see, right? And for me, I was thinking about hope in the way that I have experienced hope. And here's where I find myself experiencing or, or feeling hope the most is when I'm at this intersection of pain, um, whether it's trauma, whether it's sorrow and grief, whether it's uh, fear, but there's this place that exists in us that we experience pain of some sort. And then there's this place that can exist in us of vulnerability, Mm -hmm. right? And if you think about the ways in 
and the things that it takes, requires of us to become vulnerable people, we literally have to open ourselves up to this pain. And what we get to do is we get to name it. We get to say what it is. And when we name something, it has a lot less power. You know, Mm -hmm. it's bringing that thing into light, right? Mm -hmm. And that's where I think that hope starts to move for me. Mm -hmm. The moment that I experience that pain, if I can talk about it, if I can say it out loud, and if I can say, okay, this might hurt a lot, but there's something on the other side of this, Mm -hmm. that to me is hope. Mm -hmm. And that's what gets me excited about the work that you all are doing. Because while I, I do not have a close personal story, um, to share about breast cancer. What I do have to share is that I have the opportunity to walk alongside a lot of people that experience pain and grief and sorrow. And what I love is when they get to experience that alongside these people that are willing to give so much of themselves, and that's where they can grasp onto hope. Mm, yeah. That's so good. We yeah. need like captions for that. Write that down. Yeah. Sign still delivered, sister. That's so, so good. I love it. Um, Paige, thank you so, so much for your time. There are a lot of people that are going to listen to this that are going to feel something inside of them because of the time that you spent with us. And that's what we set out to do is to inspire individuals, usually through hope, but joy too. I think that's so important. We'll pair the two together. For people that are listening that want to learn more about the Birthday Party Project or want to become a birthday enthusiast, a party enthusiast, where do they find more information about you? Um, thanks for asking. It's the birthdaypartyproject.org. That's the best place to follow us on social media, of course, to hear all of the stories. Um, what I what I hope that you hear from me is that um, the work that you do really matters because whether you are helping to share stories or whether you are raising money or whether you are empowering volunteers to come in and give of their time, every single ounce of that does create that ripple effect, right? And what better thing to cling to than hope? Oh, yeah. So good. We love you. Yes. Yeah, it is a life raft, like we talked about. It is uh, it's what can what can get people through the hardest of times for sure. Everything you said is is really beautiful, and uh, we just appreciate you on behalf of all those kids. And um, not that I'm a representative of them, but <laughs> uh, just on behalf of society, thank you for caring about people. Thank you for for investing in young people, especially that means a lot to us at MBCF. We have mm-hmm. a really incredible high school intern program that we've been doing for a few years. And it, we've had a couple similar experiences where they'll come back and see us in college. And I had one happen to me last year where one of the young men, he was in the first class, he came back. He had gone all the way through college, had just graduated, and he came up to me at a party. And he's like, Mr. Mr. Hale, um, I, I just got a job over at, uh, you know, one of the banks, like a big credit card bank. He's like, I'm moving to Manhattan. And he's like, thank you so much. He goes, D- working at you know, with your nonprofit essentially was one of the things that gave us a leg up to, to get to volunteer that ended up helping a lot in, you know, in his resume and all that. Um, but what he was, the look that he had on his face, like I still remember him being that kid, Mm -hmm. you know, walking in the first day and just kind of with a miss, almost like a clip on tie, (laughs) you know, talking about like the little crooked, they don't like you tell they're on YouTube, like five minutes before trying to figure out how to tie their tie. And then seeing a grown, a grown man standing in front of me, who's got a flat in New York and a job with a major credit card company. And I'm like, wow. So yes, I think that you're going to have many experiences for years to come of these young people that track you down and say, thank you for what you did. 
But until that happens, we want to thank you for what you're doing. And please, everyone in, that's listening to this or watching this, would you please go visit this wonderful birthday, the birthday uh, party project, party project yeah. dot org That's right. and see how you can get involved and support. Yeah. So thank you so much, Paige, for yeah, being Kevin. here today. And we will be thank sure you. to link that. We'll link the YouTube, all the ways that they can contact you. Thank you again for your time. Thank you again for your inspiration. And we look forward to seeing you guys on the next episode of Hope all Ignited. Right. Thank you, everyone.